You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As it said, this is Locked On Indians. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. On today's show, we'll talk about the strong series against the lowly Detroit Tigers. And then for the second half of the show, um, I'm going to bring up some of the Bobby Bradley stuff as he is killing the ball down in AAA, but I, I do have some concerns. And then I'm going to dive into uh, the Indians' futility with prep arms and talk about how things have gone since uh, CC Sabathia was drafted, give you some uh, rather uh, horrifying numbers. So first off, let's talk about the good, though. Let's talk about a weekend sweep of the lowly Detroit Tigers, a team well on their way to a top three overall pick next year. Um, they started, let's start with today's game. Uh, you know, it's, what's crazy about this, just a side note, it's like, I'm like, oh, let's talk about today's game. There is something interesting in virtually every single one of these games that makes them stand out. Today was Trevor Brower's first career shutout. Um, kind of amazing. I didn't realize that he had not had one, uh, so far in his pro career, now he's never gone super late into games, so I think that's part of the reason. But for a guy who's really been struggling, and yes, the Tigers are awful. There is no doubt about that. But at the same time, to go out and not walk anyone, only give up four hits, that's a really encouraging sign. And let's drive that trade value up. Um, I, in all seriousness, though, that is what you needed to see. Offensively, uh, Jason Kipnis, what a game. Uh, I'll start there. Hitting in the four hole, he's still the Indians' uh, least productive hitter this year. Him and Jose Ramirez are kind of even for that. But third home run of the year for him, uh, just a doubles day. Uh, Kipnis also had a double. Lindor, Naquin, Mercado, Santana. Eight runs. Uh, stolen base for Mercado. You go through the lineup, and it's just the the usual suspects at the top of the lineup performing really well. Honestly, outside of Martin, everyone performed really well. Uh, so, uh, player of the game, clearly uh, Trevor Bauer. Major props, though, to Mercado and Kipnis in particular for their performance in this game. If you're looking at the other side of things at the Tigers, I think it's interesting to look at that lineup and wonder what the Tigers can even get for Nick Castellanos at this point. Uh, you know, they held on to him maybe, well, I think definitely most would agree at this point, too long. He's having an okay year, but he's not... Uh, it's interesting. For the reputation he has built up over his career, he's never been a great hitter. He's had great moments, but uh, the Indians are... Or the Indians. The Tigers definitely aren't going to offer him arbitration. Uh, you saw a few years ago the lowly price got for J.D. Martinez, who... Uh, was a much better player. I'll be curious to see at this point, Nick Castellanos, um, they're going to get very, very little for him. And uh, it could be something, just a name to watch for the Indians who have had a history of uh, kind of making lower end deals with the Tigers. Okay, let's go to, oh, the debate. I guess we'll go with Saturday's game. We'll go in reverse order. So a 4-2 game on a sterling outing by Shane Bieber. Almost eight innings, one walk, 12 Ks, just four hits. There's nothing to complain about there. Brad Hand was saved 20. Doesn't Gives up one hit, but no runs. That ERA is down to a .88. Carlos Santana stole a base. Mercado stole one in this one. Lindor with two. They clearly thought Jordan Hicks couldn't handle him this weekend. 
Uh, Martin and Luplo had your extra base hits. Santana walked twice. Luplo walked twice. Just, uh, you know, it, a lot of guys getting on it. Kipnis with an 0 for 5. Bowers with an 0 for 4. Those are the only guys who didn't reach base. But, you know, the Indians were facing a bad team, and they took advantage of it. And then uh, the Friday game with the, the you know offensive explosion, Jake Bowers hitting for the cycle. Uh, it is funny that, you know, he hits for the cycle, and I had people today telling me how they – they thought he should be demoted for Bradley, uh, Bobby Bradley. It's like, well, he did just, you know, he's he had a decent weekend. But, you know, two a double by Ramirez, Perez, by Ramirez, by Bowers, Mercado, and Perez. Ramirez had a triple on Bowers. And Leonis Martin with his ninth home run, Bowers with his eighth. Uh, Plutko, solid outing. Two earned runs, one walk, six Ks, two home runs. You'll take that from him. The two home runs is a lot to give up to this Tigers team, who's one of the worst power-hitting teams in all of baseball this year. Still, it's a win. Uh, you know, it's one of those games where Jose Ramirez looked alive. Roberto Perez continues to hit. Jake Bowers performing well. Um, a nice weekend. This gets them. When we look at the standings. I'm not going to, you know, the division is not what you should be looking at at this point. The Twins have been so ridiculously good. You know, the Indians are well back there, um, even though they're four games over 500. You want to look at that wild card. They're currently half a game back of the Rangers and the Red Sox. And Tampa is five up on everybody else, so they're in really good shape. But right now it's that dogfight between the Rangers, Red Sox, and Indians. And who the Indians have this week, but the Texas Rangers. Um, hopefully Mike Clevenger will come off and not have missed a beat. It's going to be a, a big outing for him tomorrow. I assume one of the nine relievers will get uh, sent down. At least one of them should. So uh, Clevenger can uh, go into that spot in the rotation. And he is going to face off against Lance Lynn. It'll be Plesak versus Sampson on uh, Tuesday. Wednesday, Plutko versus Not Announced. And Thursday will be Beeper versus Mike Miner. If you're looking at the Rangers pitching, I mean, Lance Lynn has been Lance Lynn. He's a number five starter, someone the Indians should be able to get to. Uh, Adrian Sampson has been okay as like a number five-ish type starter. You're going to notice that this is pretty much what they have. The uh, Texas for as well as they've played this year and they've been uh, for me at least a surprise team hanging around the wild card has done it almost all with their offense and their pitching is you know Mike Miner has been really good but Lance Lynn alright Adrian Sampson alright Drew Smiley awful um, if we are lucky we'd be facing him Ariel uh, Gerardo, former top prospect, has gotten five starts this year, and he has been uh, he's been all right. Uh, he's the type of guy that the Indians could have a hard time with. Shelby Miller got some starts. He was not all right. They're pitching uh, in the pen. It's Sean Kelly it took over in the closer role. Jesse Chavez, who's bounced all around baseball, even had four starts for the Rangers this year. Uh, Jose Leclerc, who they gave that big contract to and then really struggled to start the year, got demoted. 
but he's rebounded, and Chris Martin have all been solid in the pen. Their pen has been okay, but the the starting pitching is the issue. Kyle Dowdy, former Indians prospect, is currently on the seven-day disabled list. Really struggled with his command in the majors with uh, Texas this year. As I said, you look at the team offensively, um, Estrubo Cabrera has continued to be a steady bat. Uh, that trade I wanted to make earlier in the year clearly isn't going to happen now with uh, Cabrera and Kelly. Uh, Ronald Guzman has not been great at first. Ruffin Odur is having a really rough season. Jeff Mathis, a catcher, is having a rough season. Elvis Andrews as is doing he's like Cabrera he's like a league average bat Joey Gallo currently on the 10-day disabled list has been fantastic uh Delano DeShields and Nomar Mazzara Mazzara has been like league average DeShields not so much and Chu has played really well but what saved this team really has been that bench group that I talked about way back in the day when I was trying to figure out a trade between the Indians and the Rangers Hunter Pence has come back from the head and is having a fantastic season for them in the outfield, especially now that they're down uh, Joey Gallo. Logan Forsythe has been playing really well at second. And Danny Santana has kind of a utility role, has played really well as well. They've been leaning a lot more on that bench crew and, you know, trying to avoid some of the guys who have not been performing as well. Uh, it is interesting to see that, uh, you know, the Indians traded him, uh, Tim uh, Federitz. And he's gotten some time as a starter. Texas had no depth to catcher, so they, the Indians essentially sold them their third-string catcher. And I understand they were doing a solid more for Federates so he could get a chance in the majors. If a guy gets a chance, they're going to work one of those cash deals. But at the same time, they still helped out the team they're chasing. So it's a less-than-ideal situation. Our sponsors today are Hotels.com. They're going to save you time and money. I use them. You should use them. If you are lazy like me and you don't want to go through the rigmarole, they're going to find you the best deal, save you money, save you time. Uh, There's really no reason to not use Hotels.com. Our other sponsor is Blue Chew. It is the little blue pill that's ready when you are. Since you get to chew it up, it gets in your bloodstream quicker, which means the active ingredients, which are the same as in Viagra, and in Cialis will work quicker than they would in those pills because um, it chewing up, it allows it to dissolve quicker, hit your bloodstream quicker, and the active effects go into effect quicker. If you've ever been curious, well, this is your opportunity. Uh, it's going to cost you 5 bucks, which is just the shipping, and you can do a free trial. You go over to bluechew.com. You're going to use our promo code MLB, and it'll be discreetly mailed to your door. You can give it a try, see what it's like. Um like I said, if you've ever been curious, if you just want to see what this is like, it's only going to cost you five bucks. BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. Okay, so we're back. Uh, today, you know, a lot was made because Bobby Bradley hit his 21st and 22nd home runs of the year. He's currently leading the International League in home runs, uh, and that's fantastic. But there's definitely some serious caveats to go with that, and that's one of those things that I don't think we can overlook enough. Now, if you've listened to this podcast, I have sat back and said, I think Bobby Bradley should have been called up a while ago. And I think specifically how I would work it if I was the Indians was I would designate Leonis Martin for assignment. I'm just, I'm not convinced there's really any value offensively or defensively he's bringing on a consistent basis. Um, I move Mercado to center. I put Bowers in left and I let Bradley be the DH. So that is, uh, that's what I would do. Now, and people got so mad at me, and I'm like, 
I, I'm on your side to a degree, but uh, if you're expecting Bobby Bradley to come up and be, you know, the next great Indians hitter, that's just not going to be the case. Um, and yes, he does play in a really home-friendly park, but he is actually hitting well on the road this year. So there is that. He's playing much better against uh, left-handed batters than he ever has in his career. There's a lot of reasons why his value is trending up. But here's the big problem with him this year. He is striking out 33% of the time and walking 8%. You really want to see that number closer up to 10 for walk and strikeout rate down near 25 for his minor league career, he's at 28 and 11. Uh, you know, the comps that were coming out with him, uh, Mike, who, Hugh, I don't, I want to get, I want to give him credit for this because I thought this was a really good comp. Uh, I'm sorry, it's Will Who 99, Willie Who. Um, you know, Mark Reynolds. That That's a, that's a believable comp. You know, uh, Mark Trumbo came up. Uh, I compared him to Mike Hessman. I don't think he's necessarily, um, I feel like Reynolds or Trumbo are high-end comps, and I feel like Hessman is maybe a low-end, so maybe he ends up in the middle. There's just not a lot of guys in, in the minors in general who have strikeout rates that high who go to the majors and find success because a lot of the pitchers who are pitching specifically in AAA are kind of junk ball guys. They're guys whose stuff just wasn't good enough to pitch in the majors, and either it was because of control or because their stuff was just mediocre. When a guy goes up to the majors, they're going to face just the difference between AAA to the majors is unbelievable. That's why there's so many quad A guys who can dominate AAA, but uh, never can get an extended, um, when they get shots and the majors can't stick. And that's just because of that, that gap. Uh, you know, I, I've said it before, there's some Sam Horn there. There's, you know, kind of guys of that ilk. And, you know, Matt Laporta is another name I think I would bring up. It's a really risky profile. Um, that being said, I'm all for giving him a, a go. Uh, it, it may not be the ideal situation, but when you look up a, a lot of things, Lanos Martin isn't even the defender he was a few years ago. There's not really a great reason. You know, he's batting ninth. He's not doing much there. Yes, he's got nine home runs, which has got to be almost a career high. But, uh, I mean, most of the games, he is just not producing anything so to keep running him out there is just insane i just want to caution people bobby bradley is you know maybe rob deer is that 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 could be the the good uh i might have finally hit the nail on the head bobby bradley his best comp if everything goes well i think is rob deer and i think that makes sense i'll stick with that i think that is that is uh you know, you go back and you look at Rob Deere at his peak. I think that's Bobby Bradley. That's my comp. I'm going to stick with that. Um, yeah, that one makes me pretty happy, actually. So as promised, uh, I thought, and again, before I move on, I like Bobby Bradley. He's probably, if I were to work on the Indians' top prospect list, he'd probably be somewhere around 8, 9, or 10. He's back into the top 10. Um, when you have a guy who can only play first, that diminishes value. You have a guy who, until this year, couldn't hit lefties at all. That diminishes value. And you have a guy with a strikeout rate that high more than anything else that severely diminishes value. Um, that's why I consider him high risk. Just because the margins are so thin on a player like that, that he has to perform 
to have any value. You don't carry somebody with that profile as a backup. It's either he's a starter or he's in AAA. Like that is it. That is how it works for a player with a first base only label. So um, after the draft, I talked about the Indians uh, and how they drafted prep, a ton of prep players through the years, and they have not had much success with prep pitchers. So I really dig it, dug in, and I did the uh, the research on this one. So since the Indians drafted CC Sabathia in 1998, uh, they have drafted 18 prep arms in the top 100 picks. Now, that is... I even used that the 98 draft. I don't think there was anyone in that one, but uh, that's you know 21 years. It is a bit unfair to the last two classes that had uh, a few arms in it, but still, 18 arms. Three of those 18 have made it to the majors, and they pitched a total of 32 combined games. Zero of those games were with the Indians. So the Indians have drafted 18 prep arms since CC Sabathia in the top 100 picks, and they have zero games to show for it. Um, the most successful arms, Aaron Laffey, who was a day three pick, uh, a left-hander. The uh, uh, TJ McFarland has pitched maybe the most games of any pitcher. He is a fourth-round pick from the high school ranks who uh, was kind of a surprise Rule 5 pick and has pitched over 100 games in the majors mostly as a loogie but has been successful enough in that regard the three guys who have pitched in the majors um most people got jd martin and he's he pitched the majority of those games he pitched like 24 of the 32 games so that makes sense i was a little surprised that everyone's not mentioning justice sheffield he does have four games in the majors um with uh between new york and seattle and the last guy i'm not surprised is a former first round pick from uh, Land Lakes, Florida, Derek Thompson, uh, first round pick. He was also a rule five pick. He ended up with the Dodgers where he pitched, uh, four games in the majors. He, uh, you know, he went from the Indians to the Cubs in the rule five and the Dodgers purchased him from the Cubs. And, uh, he then became a free agent, resigned with the Dodgers. Um, but he did appear in the majors, which is more than most of the arms they've drafted. And that makes him so far the most successful, uh, no, the third most successful uh, first-round pick. The interesting thing with all of this data, as I bring it up, it's like Thompson was a left-hander, Sheffield is a left-hander, McFarlane left-hander, Laffey left-hander. They've they've actually been pretty successful relative with lefties to righties. So we'll see how it goes. But, I, you know, I took a little bit of blowback for not loving the Espino pick. And that's kind of part of the reason why. It's just not there. Um, they have not had that success with the development of left-handed pitchers. So that's it for today's show. Thank you for listening. Uh, big series coming up against uh, the Texas Rangers. Really important four-game set. Uh, Bobby Bradley, I don't dislike him. I just think that he's Rob Deere. And the Indians in the development of prep arms, it has been ugly. I want to remind everyone to rate and review us uh, using the Himalaya app, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever you use. And as always, go Tribe.